99.9 SM Spiritual Medium, Sacred Garden Culture Network. It's time to open the door. You asked for more. Here's Nitty Gritty Part 4 with High Priest Kwatamani, Supreme Soothsayer, Soul Seer, Spiritual Healer, and Sacred Ancestral Elder of the Kwatamani First Genesis Tribe, the oldest, longest sustained, purely raw, living, plant-consuming family community order known over 50 years and still going strong. In the midst of preparing this presentation, deep in a meditational vibration, listening at the toucans, listening in at the macaws, hearing the parrots, and what we call the queen and king bird speaking and expressing within linguistics of bird sounds. The Ayanai's two-year-old granddaughter came in, and she asked with humble obedience, Grandpa, what you doing? I looked at her and felt the joyful nature of love and sincerity when she asked her question. And I said, baby, Grandpa, piecemealing, dealing with the urgent need for healing, feeling the feeling of humanity dealing with the impending 9-11 prophecy AD 2027, dealing with what is in store as we prepare to enter the door of what will be AD 2024. The sleeper, where the gatekeeper is the grim weeper, dealing with the zips and the zaps as the stakeholder gets even colder and bolder while he sucks sap and entrap, dealing with wrapping this wrap as a road map out of the insanity of pale vanity, dealing with the obstacles in the way to prevent the I and I from doing and saying what the I and I have to do and say, but the ancestors say. Do it and say it anyway. She got quiet, pat the eye and eyes back, gave me a beautiful kiss on the jaw, and said from the essence of her heart and soul, Grandpa, do it and say it anyway. It is so refreshing dealing with the sacred ancestral soul-to-soul essence of who we be as divine children of the sun and the sacred garden culture from which we come through divine socioeconomic family community order. In fact, what we want to do today is examine closely the nature of energy and how to utilize the holistic living nature of energy that manifests within divine order to advance our mental, physical, and spiritual consciousness into Generation X, Y, and Z. In order to do that, we can start by examining the expressions of this young two-year-old granddaughter. What would cause her to come with such an enlightening vibration, to have such a listening focal point this is something to reason with but not simply just to ponder over long before her birth and long before the birth of her mother in fact long before the birth of her mother's mother the I and I came to a realization 
that if we are going to break the shackles and chains of this mental, physical, and spiritual enslavement by a nature of domination, control, and rule over our soul, we are going to have to establish some kind and type of network, some kind of institution that will be able to support, uphold, and maintain the essence of that soul-to-soul energy within a holistic living framework. Dad, I came to a realization that we would have to establish an environment that would be able to produce the kind and type of thoughts and reasonings and actions necessary to go forward and multiply divine order into every offspring and vibration of the generation next, then I begin to realize that all of this has already been laid out for us and that all we have to do is take time to realize we have been disconnected from the essence of the divinity of soul and that in order for us to be able to advance the kind of conscious thoughts and reasonings and actions that would allow the forward multiplication of divine order into every offspring and vibration of the generation next that we would have to reestablish that holistic living connection with the soul-to-soul essence of who we be. In the 60s, it used to be said that I keep harping on the fact that there are two different natures of energy. Then I realized that we're not even aware of our environment. We're not even aware of the fact that the sacred ancestral elders of old have already laid everything out for us. It's just a matter of being able to focus in on what has been laid out. Two different natures of energy have long been overstood. When one analyzed the spiritual teachings brought forward through the tellings of Asar, Aset, Nevehet, Set, and the rest of the royal family, it becomes very clear that within that royal family connection, two different natures of energy manifested. The nature of divine order and the nature of disorder. Divine order simply means in sync, in focus, in alignment with the holistic living essence of life. Synchronizing with Mother Earth, wind, rain, and sun. Synchronizing with consuming from the natural and innate fruits of the tree of life culture and the elements of the plants that do indeed elevate the mental, physical, and spiritual body temple of humanity. The children of the sun emerged as whole life herbivores within the sacred garden culture from which we come, that is, mental, physical, and spiritual consumers of whole life energy provided by the sun. We have been the keepers of the land for millennia, the grand master gardeners, herbalists, and botanists who seek to preserve and conserve the natural resources of Mother Earth. 
our focus is on maintaining fertile, productive soil as the base of our food supply. It only stands to reason that an herbivore would make it a priority to know about plants and how plants grow in all the elements of plant life, including the water cycle, weather patterns, and climate changes. Thus, when we say the sacred garden culture from which we come, we're talking about the various regions that produced the fruits of the tree of life as the radiant expressions of earth, wind, rain, and sun. These are the fruits of the tree of life that flourished to be consumed by our most ancient ancestral elders. These are the sacred ancestral foods that have been forwarded as the divine consumption for the whole life resurrection of the divine children of the sun. Taken from page 484 of the prophetic 12,594-year Banu cycle, encoding the consciousness of higher peace through the divine union of masculine and feminine energy, book three, spiritual analysis of Western culture, and the reawakening of Naga consciousness by High Priest Guatemani. When we speak of divine order, we're talking about the unified bond of divine socioeconomic family community order. Be it that sacred ancestral order of man, he, and she, unified into a oneness going forward to multiply that divinity into every offspring and vibration of the generation next, harmonizing with the soul-to-soul relationship of who we be as green earth solar conscious beings within the universe of the most high essence of life. In case one is not clear, I repeat, in case one is not clear, again I say, in case one is not clear, there is absolutely no place for self-deified individualism within the nature of divine order. Therefore, anything and everything outside of divine order is disorder. Disorder simply means out of sync, out of focus, and out of alignment with the holistic living essence of who we be. If we cannot comprehend the nature of energy that we align with, we will not comprehend the circumstances and the conditions that we're facing and what we must do to resolve those issues so that we can provide a greater focus of holistic living consciousness for Generation X, Y, Z, and any other coming forward by day or by night within the sacred garden culture from which we come as divine children of the sun. Let's be clear. Man, he and she has lost his and her connection with divine order, either by force, coercion, tricks, deception, master programming, or otherwise. And if, and if, and if we do not find ways and means to reconnect with the sacred ancestral spirit presence of divine order, 
humanity will be destroyed. And that destruction will indeed be by means and ways of self-destruction. What humanity has to do at this point in time is to realize we're in a bind because we have disconnected from our natural and innate survival modalities. And if we do not have the ability to connect with the natural and innate ways and means of survival, then automatically self-destruction is the bottom line. Up until this point, the primary objective have been to, number one, make it clear what is divine order, and number two, to make it clear what is disorder, and number three, to become fully aware that unless humanity as a collective oneness unify and bond within divine order, the nature of self-deified individualism will indeed destroy humanity, Mother Earth, and all living things thereof. Now, if we have those things overstood, then one other thing that we need to be clear on at this point in time. We are soul-to-soul beings. Generation X, Y, and Z are embodiments, forward-birthed embodiments with the capacity to carry the soul-to-soul essence of who each and every one of us be who's aligned with divine order. We must have a survival instinct present in order to get a clear understanding that it actually is our divine, natural, innate duty, obligation, responsibility to safeguard the soulful essence of the offspring and vibrations of generation X, Y, and Z. For if we do not, we are actually committing Spiritual suicide, soul-to-soul genocide against our own presence as soul-to-soul beings. If you are a soul-to-soul being, you know, you know, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we must continue our sojourn. Let's be frank, there's no and if to it. We must continue our sacred ancestral soul journey. It's just a matter of preparing the pathway. And this is our divine, natural, and innate duty, obligation, and responsibility manifesting right before your very eyes. And we must take every ounce of holistic living energy and apply it to resurrecting a new breed of consciousness. Here's what's been said. We must reconnect with the instinctual vibration of survival. In order to do that, there are basic things that we must comprehend. Number one, man, he and she 
is a creature of habit. And as a creature of habit, we must be clear that habits are hard to break. Therefore, first things first, we must find ways and means to begin to break those bad habits, those unwanted habits, as soon as possible in the earliest stage of that development of that being. Number two, man, he and she is a product of his and or her environment. For example, if you have an environment where the weather is warm and the populations are gentle, loving, and respectful to each other, an environment where the water is fresh, the soil is rich and fertile, and the populations of that environment have a deep-seated focus on planting and harvesting and consuming of the fruits of the tree of life, consuming within a garden culture presence, as has been pronounced within the first genesis of humanity's expressions upon our earth, then what will happen is that that environment will produce all that it has expressed within the offspring and vibrations of the generation next. And those offsprings will be instinctually encoded with a higher peace conscious nature that gives all due respect to Mother Earth and all other living things simply because it will become clear to that kind and type of population based on that kind and type of environment that we must unify within a oneness bond because each and every entity brings forward a necessity for our continuous and ongoing life expression. The bees would be significant. The birds would be significant. All of the various creatures running around would be significant. Their droppings would be significant if you focus wholeheartedly and sincerely. What will be seen is that the sacred garden culture from which we come would be very, very significant to perpetuating divine order. Remember, when we say divine order, we're talking about the natural and innate instinct of man, he, and she as we emerged within a garden culture presence as plant-consuming souls physically embodied within a temple geared and designed to consume of a tree of life culture, fruits, vegetation, seeds, and nuts, our medicine, our meats, our life-affirming treats. This third factor is all important. If you want to secure factor number one in a positive and affirmative nature, and if you want to secure factor number two in a productive and wholesome nature, then this third one is absolutely essential. The essential factor is it takes a community to raise an offspring. This is so important because if you do not have a holistic living communal nature surrounding that offspring, that offspring will pick up every kind and type of habit attitude, value, behavior, belief that is within the environmental experiences he or she ventures through, be it public school, private school, religious orders, be it just going to play simple thing like basketball, 
going to any other kind of social activities, all of these habits will manifest somewhere within that child because he or she, by his or her nature, will indeed assimilate, integrate, and adopt those things where he or she feel will make him or her more acceptable within that environment. So, if we're clear on this, the primary necessity for breeding, seeding, and feeding a new consciousness is to establish divine social, economic, family, community order, but not just out as a standalone. One will need to develop a network of family, community, energy. We must establish an environmental area that grows food, where one can learn certain particular lifestyle skills within that environment, where the being can actually have a chance to have natural association, assimilation with those beings that are very similar to him or her within the attitudes, values, behaviors, and beliefs of that social communal nature. If not, then we continue to do the same thing, zigzag over and over again, expecting zigzag outcomes. And we will go very little to nowhere. This is what has happened to generation X, Y, and Z. Even if he and she was within what one would call a holistic-oriented environment, a vegetarian-oriented environment, a vegan-oriented environment. You see, remember, we're talking about holistic living change. We're talking about a different kind and type of environment than the status quo. In fact, we should be clear that unless one wants to make a holistic living change from the attitudes, values, behaviors, and beliefs of the status quo, this entire presentation will most likely not be relevant to that being because we are talking about establishing a different kind of consciousness so as to safeguard this beautiful, glorious, magnificent space and place given to us as Mother Earth. And we're working to maintain the kind of unified bond that is natural and innate within and among man, he, and she, although we have been thrown into a tailspin where we don't even have a comprehension of our own being as a he or as a she, let alone the absolute necessity for the other. She bonding in a unified bond with he, honoring safeguarding, securing the unified bond with she, going forward to multiply that unified bond into divine social, economic, family, community order. Because associations do breed assimilation, integration, and adaptation, regardless of whether they're wholesome and healthy elements, regardless of how detrimental they may be, that being 
and a creature of habit and a product of his or her environment will sway that way. Please remember, we're talking about a holistic living way of life. That necessary lifestyle that will indeed be a necessity to breed, seed, and feed a new consciousness. And there's no ands, if and buts about it. Humanity have a desperate need for the breeding, seeding, and feeding of a new consciousness, a holistic living consciousness, a consciousness, a consciousness that is based on the root and foundation of divine order. You see, there are so many individuals whom the I and I have encountered over the years who simply think because he and or she is consuming a vegetation food, consuming raw and living fruits, vegetables, seeds, and nuts, consuming simply veganism to whatever level and degree that is. Somehow, individuals have come to think that that's the end all, be all. Basic reality is this. Consumption is far more than the physical foods that one eat. We're talking about mental consumption. We're talking about physical consumption. And we're talking about spiritual consumption. We're talking about the nature of energy that will fuel the sacred ancestral soulful essence of who you be, he or she. And if you're not able to fuel that soulful essence of who you be with holistic living fuel, you are actually depleting your soul, interrupting and interfering with your soul journey. And if you don't be careful, you will actually be part and parcel of the self-destructive nature that is established to consume your soul into oblivious nothingness. That's a horror story. Think about spiritual suicide and you will comprehend the nature of what I am speaking when I say the oblivious nothingness. And when you begin to evaluate your living soul journey, you, you, yes, you, within your own being, know fully well and clear where you have fallen short. And that face and place where you fall short must be where you redirect your detox, purging, and healing energies so as to clear that pathway. Otherwise, you will run into the brick wall of self-deified individualism outside of the pathway of divine order. We must comprehend the magnificence of soul. We must comprehend the soul-to-soul relationship We must comprehend that we have the ability to interface and to interrelate with each other, seen and unseen as souls. That's a special process. Oh, you can have that process given to you, but you have to work diligently and you have to work holistically and 
you will be given the key to a process that is so fulfilling and so amazing that you will not believe. Yeah, we're talking the facts of holistic living existence far beyond the thoughts, reasoning, and actions of a culture disconnected from divine order. And even if that physical embodiment that you now hold dear comes to its conclusion that that soul will have the ability to interconnect unseen and get on a soul journey immediately once you have passed the principles of Ma'at. We have so much, we have so much, we have so much that we need to begin to understand about this living existence that we have. It is so unfortunate that we have met a detour, but then those detours are there as tests. In case you do not know or you are unaware the nature of self-glorification, self-deification within an individualistic nature is simply a test. It's just that so many fail the test. And so many fail the test simply because he or she do not have the ability to look, listen, learn, and discern the difference between the nature of toxic reasoning and the nature of divine reasoning. That's right. What we're saying is one somehow envisions within their mind that the voice that he or she hear is the voice of the Almighty. It is the Almighty. The Almighty, omnipotent nature of energy which one has come to idolize and worship in their attitudes, values, behaviors, and belief that is reflected in their thoughts, their reasoning, and their actions. Remember what we said earlier and go back and review it. There are two different natures of energy. The energy that you consume, indulge in, idolize, and worship will determine your pathway and your direction in life. We're talking about divine order or toxic reality. We're talking supreme truth or self-deified fallacy. Reason with that and let the most supreme spirit of love be your guide into divine order. Take a moment to savor the flavor of whole life energy and stay tuned for more of the Prophetic Comedic Genetic Aesthetic podcast with High Priest Guatemani. <laughs> 